0: Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much! Hey, everybody, welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. Hello, Governor! And on today's episode, we talk about Rocket Man. Oi,
1: oi! We're going to be talking about the Rocket Man here in the studio. Is Cockney Curly back? Hello there! I'm just here off the side of Bin. Ben, and we're just here talking
0: about a jolly old film featuring British people. Is this is this what you do every time we, we, we talk about a film with oh, British I people? Oh, I don't know
1: what you're talking about. Oh, I moved <laughs> over to England.
0: Oh, okay. And then you're just back. You're visiting the States. I'm not doing this whole Oh, episode. okay. <laughs> I kind of thought we were, and I was like, listen, for Mary Poppins is one thing, but Rocket Man, <laughs> I mean, come on now.
1: Take it seriously for once in your life, Kylie. Jeez, Kylie. Oh my gosh.
0: Did you do it for both Mary Poppins
1: episodes? Yeah, and I stopped talking for most of the second (laughs) one because I just didn't want to have to do the accent anymore. (sighs)
0: Uh, Well, at least you were committed to the bit. Alright, Kylie, well today we are here to talk about Dexter Fletcher's new film, Rocket Man, which is an Elton John mm, film, Film, not a biopic I didn't realize until I was doing some research they have actively gone out of their way to be like, this is not a biopic.
1: Yeah, based on a true fantasy.
0: Shockingly, a very good tagline, actually. Yeah, There you go. Alright, Kylie. Are you, uh... I was gonna ask if you were ready for the inquiry of the Half-Squared Fortnite. But then I didn't have one.
1: What's your favorite Elton John song?
0: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's, a pretty,
1: it's the easy one.
0: Yeah, okay, great, perfect. Yeah, Kylie, what's your favorite Elton John song? Oh, yeah. Well, like, okay, so the reason I didn't think about that at first was because like I was like, does Kylie like Elton John? I mean, I don't think she dislikes Elton John, but does she like Elton John? I guess these are questions as well.
1: Yeah, so I, I listen to a lot of Elton John. Um, I never really, I didn't really ever talk about it as a high schooler. Because none of my friends listened to Elton John because they were too busy listening to things that were sad and made us feel like crap. <laughs> um, don't
0: worry. Ann still listens to that.
1: So, you know, so like, I just. And the same with like David Bowie. Like, I've listened to David Bowie in my life, but like. I don't know. Like. People said it was old and dumb.
0: So, people. Like,
1: I just. Like, I just hit it and I didn't. I didn't talk about it with anyone, and so I was like, yeah, I like, I like Green Day, and I like, I like, I like Marilyn Manson, yeah, and I like, I like Simple Plan.
0: Well, okay, um, <laughs> hang on now.
1: And I like, I like, I can't remember what this band is called. Oh, no, Some 41, that's not the one I'm trying to think of, though. It's a
0: good band, though, yeah.
1: But, like, I did not, I was not actively forefront for Blink-182.
0: Fair enough. I mean,
1: I'm only about 50% on with Blink 182.
0: You know, if there wasn't nostalgia attached to Blink 182, I would probably be mm, about half on for them as well. So, no worries. That That's good. Their
1: new stuff is garbage.
0: Is it? I haven't listened to any of it. They released their self title album. Yeah. And then I stopped.
1: Self title was good.
0: Yeah. Period. Yeah.
1: End of career.
0: Oh, they had a greatest hits after that. I don't need that. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's just nice to... When they released that Greatest Hits, I was like, mm, I have my own Greatest Hits that I made on the Baron CD, and I compared the track lists, and I decided that mine was better.
1: Okay, Ethan Hawke from Boyhood.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Maud. <laughs> yeah, I know. I understand. Yeah.
1: You just keep digging that hole, don't you?
0: <laughs> well, you know. um, Elton John... Is an artist that
1: okay? Sorry.
0: No, that like when I was younger, I really liked Elton John. I listened to it a lot. Part of like, I grew up listening to a lot of classic rock in that era, and um, then when I as I grew up, I did a similar thing as Kylie, where I was like, yeah, these are the cool bands, and I kind of went away from Elton John. But in the last decade or so, I've definitely been like, no, no, I'm gonna just go back to Elton. It's good. There you go. But Kylie, inquiry of the half squared Fortnite. What's your favorite Not John song? I'm still standing. Nice. Why?
1: Um, I'm still standing. It's just like, you know, no matter what brings you down, you're still standing. Um, there are just like so many weird, strange moments in my life where that song is just like, like a bookmark at the end of the chapter of Mm -hmm. that chapter of life. Um... Where like I remember performing to it in Baton, and like that was like like after like I I briefly talked about stuff with why I ended up quitting, but it it it, due to all of that I was like oh here it is here's that end of that like yeah I made it through all of this trauma and everything and now we're gonna go move on and then like throughout college, um because I was super depressed and anxious and I hated my life and wanted to quit at every step you know it was that song just playing on a loop for three hours in the computer lab trying to get my life together
0: fair oh my gosh
1: maybe these aren't like chapters maybe this is just like how i've dealt with stress and trauma Maybe I'm just hypnotizing myself to thinking these moments were okay. Elton is
0: always there for you. (laughs) He's like, no, it's okay. You're still standing. We're still going. (laughs) We got this, everybody.
1: Yeah, I'm just, I'm still standing. Greatest, great song. You know, you can listen to it at any point, whether you're sad you know, if you're done with like a bad breakup, you know you're still standing. If you just like pass, like you failed a math test, but you know you're gonna you're gonna keep going. You're still standing. You know, uh, you d- are dealing with stuff. You know, you're still standing.
0: I will say for. So at different points in my life, I think different Elton John songs have re- have been my "quote unquote" favorite or represented different things. Um, in in trying to get some differences, because I'm still standing is probably actually my answer to this question. Also, yeah, it's, no, just it's yeah. just say
1: it's that answer. Um, just let's be done with it. Well, no, Let, I, I, I have more. I have more. Definitive. You're fair.
0: Fair enough. Uh, but I have more.
1: As a child, was your favorite Candle in the Wind?
0: Uh, no, it was Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Because, like, that's me. Hi, Disney kid. Hello, here candle I am. Candle in the Wind. Um, Candle in the Wind. No. So, for a while, it was probably Can You Feel the Love Tonight from The Lion King, just because I was a child. And then did there was... Did not realize that was him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because, so, I Until remember... I
1: sat down and y'all were like, oh, his only award for Lion King stuff. <laughs> and I was like, oh, "You he did The Lion King?
0: Yeah. Huh. Uh so he Disney released these weird pop videos um for like all of their singles and he did the Lion King one and it's just him playing the piano to sing Can You Feel the Love Tonight and they're just like projecting like scenes of the movie all over like the piano and the wall and everything like that.
1: What if you talk about horror comedies and I talk about movie news? <laughs>
0: We're gonna figure that out. We're gonna figure that out soon.
1: Okay, I'm gonna stop sideboarding.
0: That's <laughs> a lot um, of edits. And then, and then probably it became Saturday nights all right for fighting for a while because that's just a really really fun song. Um, Tiny dancer because like that's just it's it's very influential in like different movies and different things along those lines. But Will honestly, Grayson, Will Grayson. Uh, did you read that book? Yeah, I did read that book.
1: Yeah, that that song is talked about a lot in that.
0: Um, I also like Someone Save My Life Tonight. I think that's just a beautiful, beautifully written song. Uh, but I think the one that has probably been through the most with me and the one that means the most to me outside of I'm Still Standing is probably your song. Uh, that is a song that I just every time I listen to it, I can't help but like just feel so much so much emotion, so much love towards the person that I love the most in the world. But I just, it's There's just something super simple yet romantic about that song, and I think that it it represents so much of what I would say that I would want out of romance and a song. So, yeah, your song. It's a simple one, but a good one. Also, apparently, it was his first, like, full-on hit. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. That is a true statement.
0: Yeah. Not, like, single or release, but just full-on, like, people are like, Huh! This Elton guy! All right, friends, if you want to answer the inquiry of the Half-Squared Fortnite, which is, what's your favorite Elton John song? You can do so at friendofafriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Leave us a five-star review or any star review, as well as hit that subscribe button. (laughs) (laughs) You can also find us on Facebook at friendofafriendpodcast. And now on with the show. As it's a new movie, we will start with expectations. I,
1: I don't know.
0: And no one can answer this question for you, Kylie. You right.
1: gotta... I was excited for it. Um, I knew from the first trailer it was going to be a musical. Uh-huh. Uh, because I, I, I'm smarter than the trailer. <laughs> the trailer... I. I I don't know if the trailer was supposed to tell us it was a musical or not.
0: I don't think so. <laughs> Which, I think it was trying to hide it in some ways.
1: But, like, there are very clear, like, dance scenes happening. Like, there's a child running through a street, and people are definitely doing a choreographed dance. And I was like, my no musicals!
0: <laughs> That's not just, like, Saturday Night in England. Everybody's like, oh, gotta learn our choreography now. I don't know what you're talking about! Oh, like, Kyrie's in front back. of us... I, I would English? I would never make fun of you, Cockney Kylie. No, never, English ever. English as a whole. No, no. I have a great respect for them. Well.
1: <sighs> Anyways, I don't care. So, what are we talking about? We're talking about Elton John Expectations. Uh, so, I knew it was going to be a musical. I remember talking to my mom about it over spring break, of being like, yeah, I'm excited for it. I think it's a musical. And she's like, well, maybe I'll go see it, because I know the music. Ah. I, she doesn't like musicals, and she doesn't know the music. Because she doesn't know what they're saying, and I'm like, that's fair.
0: You so, could always listen to the soundtrack before going.
1: We don't like to do that.
0: Okay, well, that seems like your own problem then. Well, so Here's the thing. Yeah, then we
1: know the story, and sometimes, some a lot of times, we know the story. Then.
0: Okay. Okay, you're fair. You're and fair. And
1: sometimes I don't want to know the story.
0: But then, then you're you're literally creating. You're cutting yourself off. From being able to see musicals. Yeah,
1: so I just don't go see them anymore.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute, hang on, Kaylee. That's that's not that's that's not like healthy. You what? can't huh? you can't just like cut something completely out without with, like without judgment. Uh, I can. Okay, fair enough.
1: It's not judgment. It's just that I don't I don't need to see it. I'm not judging them.
0: But like you're you're like, I don't wanna see something unless I know the music. Okay. But I don't want to know the music ahead of time.
1: Yeah, I don't want to know the story ahead of time. That's,
0: that's, that... that, I know,
1: Josh. It's the inherent flaw of musicals. Okay, all right.
0: It's not the musical's fault. I want you to know that.
1: That's my inherent flaw with musicals. Okay,
0: there. Josh,
1: it's your inherent flaws with horror movies. You know it's just a movie.
0: Yeah, but sometimes they can overcome that.
1: So that is my... Yeah, sometimes a musical can overcome it. All right, fair enough. Be good enough. Also, musicals are really expensive to go to another huge barrier that, in life.
0: That's probably the most uh, that's probably the, the most uh, the <laughs> hardest barrier to climb. Yeah. So
1: like I don't need to worry about not listening to the Hamilton soundtrack as Hamilton is not in within my grasp at the moment. So yeah. I don't need to worry about it. Yeah, there you go. If anything, I would have to worry about like Dear Evan Hansen first.
0: Yeah, it's probably touring soon. Yeah. I mean Hamilton toured, but it was expensive tour.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like a thousand dollars in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, I can't.
0: No, as much as I want to, I just can't.
1: I know. I need to buy Pop Funko.
0: I need to pay rent.
1: <laughs> well, I, I have different money for that. Oh, okay. Because <clears throat> that would not, that would be my that would be my entertainment money. Okay. Not my important money. <laughs> I have two different budgets. One of them, like first, we fill up this budget, and then whatever's left, I go to AMC and buy toys.
0: Fair enough. AMC? Mm-hmm. The movie theater? Yeah. And buy toys there?
1: No, I, just, I, buy, I go to AMC uh-huh. and buy toys. Like, oh, I those have...
0: are separate tasks. Yeah. Got it, okay.
1: Sometimes they occur in the same night. Got it. Who knows, after this, maybe I'll go over to Adventures Underground and...
0: See if you can complete that Buffy collection.
1: I realize I don't have a dark willow, but I have willow. There are choices, Harry. Both. I. But why... I don't care much for Dark Will. I mean, I
0: don't either. But complete the set? You
1: don't have a complete set of things.
0: I mean, I I, listen, I have my own standards (laughs) for my collection. (laughs) I just want to know what your standards are for your collection. This is
1: what I like.
0: Okay.
1: I'm not going to be able to complete the Avatar collection. Why? Because I'm not going to get Princess Azul. Why? She's so expensive. Oh,
0: well, fair enough. What if you found her at a reasonable price?
1: Like, what's reasonable?
0: What's reasonable to you?
1: Ten.
0: What if you found her at ten dollars? Sure.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to. She's worth, like, forty
0: dollars. So, but I wouldn't say never. It's just unlikely.
1: Let's go to some yard sales. Yeah, let's do it. Let's look at the marketplace on Facebook. Yeah, so, uh, I was excited for this because I love Elton John. I was excited for this because Taryn Edgerton's my new boo. But, like, he's my new boo in that way of, like, twelve other actors are also (laughs) at that same level. Yeah, right? Um... Uh, I was super excited. I, we did this on a duck pond, like, a while ago, because I was like, why is Taron Edgerton playing Elton John? Because at the time, Taron Edgerton was, uh, Eggsy, yep. <laughs> and that is how I referenced him. Oh, oh <laughs> Eggsy is gonna play Elton
0: John. It's because his new best friend, <laughs> Sir Elton John, was like, do you want to play me?
1: in a movie? And, like, you brought up that he was in singing. and he sang an Elton John song, which uh-huh. I did not know was a thing. No, yeah. Because I did not go see Sing. So sorry, everyone.
0: Do you want to know another? Uh, I
1: also would not have recognized it. Yeah, they're also in Kingsman 2.
0: Well, no, there's another. Besides those two reference things. Uh, He's in
1: Robin Hood 2018.
0: <laughs> Elton John is also in Robin Hood 2018.
1: Can I figure it out? Is he in Kingsman 1? <laughs> no. Is he in Testament of Youth?
0: It has nothing to do with the movie Taron Is it a... Theater. No. Uh, maybe? No. No. I don't How else
1: would they know each other? Are they related? They're
0: not. They're, no. They don't know each other. It's not a no thing. It's another, like, it's a thing similar to, like, he sang a thing. Uh, when Taron Edgerton was applying to be in the British School for the Royal Academy for Dramatic Arts. No, he, sang your d- he sang an Elton John song. He sang your song.
1: Yeah, 20 yeah. other people probably did. Well, know. I know
0: that, but like. It's
1: not that interesting. No, of it's. A no, okay,
0: listen, it's fine. It's a below average fun fact, but like when you pair it together <coughs> with the. Dreams? When you pair it together with the <laughs> other fun facts, it kind of is like, oh, there's a connection between Edgerton and Elton John. Like they like each other. It's fine. It's good. My expectations were high for this movie. Wow. This was my... I mean,
1: Dexter Fletcher, after all, is, like, the greatest director of all time. I mean,
0: he has done movies prior to this? That's about what I know about this. We've Mr. really
1: Fletcher. seen only one.
0: Okay. I, oh, yes. I And I like that one. Yeah.
1: I like it as well. However, uh-huh. I don't look at that film and think, wow, Eddie the Eagle is, like... <laughs> Eddie the Eagle's the way to go.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, yeah. um,
1: Eddie the Eagle. Eddie the Eagle. I was hoping for a, I was hoping for a twofer that year. Uh-huh. Like, uh, what is it, a double. A double feature. Because the year before, Mark, we had McFarlane USA, and uh-huh. that knocked it out of the park. Yeah. And I was like, next year, come on, birthday mu- movie. And then it was Eddie the Eagle, and I was a little bit like, oh, this is fun. But I mean, like, I'm not. There's no Danny in here.
0: I mean, fair enough, though. I do love Eddie the Eagle.
1: It's good. Yeah. I think it's really good. Yeah. It's also not real.
0: It's the best <laughs> movie ever made about long jumping skiers.
1: That's hard for me to I, I I don't know if there more. There could are more. be like some foreign films. There could
0: be. About long-jumping skiers starring Taron Edgerton and Hugh, and Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Tar- and yeah. I mean, like, when I've seen Taron Edgerton before, I've never thought, like, oh, man, he's going to be the one that changes the game with acting. Um, but I've always thought, like, oh, he's charming and enduring and he's captivating to watch. He
0: has a movie star quality to him, which I really enjoy. And I think if he came in a different era one that wasn't so segmented and niche where we were still building movie stars, so to speak, he would be somebody who would be a much bigger deal than what I think he will be. Though I don't think he's... I think he's probably as big a deal as any new generation movie star can be. But I'm not sure how big a deal that is. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I was excited for this movie because... El- I love Elton John. I love his music. I think his, his story is really unique and interesting. But from from the get-go, what I had heard is that it's not your typical biopic. And that Dexter Fletcher has a really interesting take on how he did it. And I agree with that sentence after seeing that now. that Because I don't think that this film is... This film is more akin to the jukebox musicals, aka the Jersey Boys, the Mamma Mia's than it is to something along the lines of Walk the Line, or Ray or a very traditional biopic. Now, in many ways, it does hit those very traditional biopic things. You have a famous rock star who has a rough childhood, but is a child prodigy, and saves himself through music, and then becomes super famous, and then has issues with drugs and alcohol, and then goes to rehab, and then goes out the other side. It's the plotline of a biopic. Every single ounce of the way is there. And I think the real commentary here may be more so about the music industry and the system, considering that every single musician's storyline is the same storyline. That might be an issue in real life. But in terms of the biopic... It's a tired, played-out story. Now, I'm not saying that Elton John's story is tired and played-out because every single artist is different and everybody's life is different and important.
1: We just haven't found a way to portray it in a unique way, necessarily.
0: I agree with that. And so, Rocketman decides that the way that it's going to tell its story differently and the way that it's going to attack this biopic formula differently
1: is to make it up
0: is to make <laughs> it be a musical and to make it up um there are elements of this story that are true there are a lot of elements of the story that are out of place but still happened but i i don't think any of that matters to me what i so i, I so i I came out loving this movie. Like there was definitely sections that I was sobbing through. There was definitely sections that I was mouthing along the songs. Like I was on board for Rocket Man. Like just hands down loved this movie. There are flaws. There are issues with the movie. And I, if somebody would to bring issues to me, I'd be like, you make a fair point. Don't care. Don't care in that way of like. The movie worked for me. The movie works on every single level. This is... So when we were doing stuff like Mama Mia and The Greatest Showman, and I was like, oh, but musicals, and they're so... And the feelings, and there's this and this. and," But I kind of had to be like, yeah, but it's also kind of a trash movie that I just kind of love in spite of myself. I don't have to love this movie in spite of myself. This actually takes the musical format and uses it to its fullest fullest extent what it does is it takes the the biopic storyline and the biopic standard things and it says we're going to attack them through the lens of musical theater we're going to attack them through the lens of a theatrical life and we're going to say i don't really care if the facts and the details and the very minute specifics are right What we're gonna care about is if the story and the characters are emotionally relevant. And then, how can we add songs and music and dance to enhance what our characters are doing? And that the songs only exist in this world to further what our characters are feeling, thinking, experiencing, they're not just uses like montage. Pretty dance number. Let's be distracted for 5 minutes. There is actually something happening here. And this is a musical that I think musical fans can get behind. I also think it's a movie that non-musical fans can get behind.
1: Yeah, Elton John fans.
0: Yeah. Kim Kim herself. Kim herself. One of the other elements that I really enjoyed about this movie was... Friendship.
1: It's about friendship it's about and friendship. relationships. It is. That, it's about how people in our lives affect us. Yeah. How it's not about the one single person. It's about how we need other people. And they do it in a much more clear way than Bohemian Rhapsody ever does. hmm And that it seems to actually care about its subject material, but it also seems to care about the people who are around it, and it shows why they're important, rather than just telling me these people were important to them. Yeah. And it actually, like, creates characters that I actually want to follow and I remember.
0: Well, and there also does this thing within that, where I like that you mentioned that it shows, rather than tells, because it... It asks you as the audience member to go with the movie a little bit. It's not going to spoon feed every element for you. Some of it's there to be like, oh, I know this little bit about Elton John. Or some of it's there to be like, I can glean how these characters are feeling in this moment. I don't need it to be spelled out and said for me. I don't need the film to be edited within an inch of its life.
1: Let's sing about it.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Yep, let's do that. Um, It is about the people along the way. And (sighs) there's one moment... That is, I think, my favorite moment of the film. That is in the trailers. And I wish it wasn't in the trailer. Only because it would have been much more impactful for me had I not known it was coming. And so... I don't want to go into too much detail about it here, only because if you haven't seen... I think it's in the last trailer is where it is. But if you haven't seen all the trailers, then there is a chance for you to get there. But basically, it's a moment between Bernie and uh, Elton John, and they are in the midst of an argument. And then there is a reaction that happens to this argument that underlines every single ounce of character movement motivation characters in this entire film and it just scores their relationship so beautifully and so touchingly that the first time I saw it in the trailer I cried because I didn't it, it's just there are very it, it's so weird that in this movie that is about big fantasy and is a big musical that there are these really honest moments, there are these really human moments where it displays a complex relationship in that you don't have to always, you can feel more than one thing towards a person that you really care about and still care about them.
1: Yeah, like you can hate them, but like also like, ugh. Yeah. Been here for seven years. You, we're gonna make this out. We're gonna make it out alive.
0: Yeah, like I'm it's like the
1: Hunger Games. Oh,
0: okay. It's like uh-huh.
1: Katniss and that other kid. bread? Yeah, Peta. Okay. And how like she's like we're gonna make it. Uh huh. Because <laughs> we've been through this journey this whole time.
0: You eat these <laughs> berries with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you first. <laughs>
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Not at all her plan. Was that
0: not Katniss's secret plan?
1: No, I... No. Oh, okay. No, oh, right? Yeah. Right? Right? There has to be a winner.
0: We'll do this together, but you first. That's
1: not how it works Oh, okay.
0: Great. Perfect. He's
1: holding her hair. Uh-huh. And, like, she's looking at a camera.
0: <laughs> how do we get to the Hunger Games?
1: No, it's because, like... I don't know everyone's Cause everyone's always like She loves Peter She didn't want to kill him In the Hunger Games And I was like Crap you could have Other feelings It's just love but oh, you don't okay. want Someone to die
0: Alright fair enough Ugh! Yeah
1: I love Jamie Bell I'm Just so glad I'm Just
0: so happy He got He only gets one song In this movie
1: I was really shocked <laughs> I Was not sure If Jamie Bell Was a
0: singer I think he sings Pretty well
1: yeah. I think that most of the singing in this was pretty good.
0: Uh, I love the s- singing choices in this movie. I like... I mean, there's...
1: Some moments. There's
0: some moments. Um, I don't know if Richard Madden, who plays the, like... Joe Reed? John Joe Reed. John, John Reed? Reed. Reed? John Reed. John Reed. I don't know if he's the best singer in all the land, but, like, it works in the movie. It's not... Pierce Brosnan or Russell Crowe levels distracting, um, so... And he
1: hasn't seen that much. Yes. I yeah. think the same can be said about Bryce Dallas Howard, mm-hmm. um, but she only gets, like, a little section, so yeah. that's okay. Um, Bryce has been really loving in her, uh, like, promotion of this film. Yeah. She's always just like, look at my boys. Like, <laughs> and she's talking about Taron and Elton John, and I'm just like... Bryce, are you my new favorite
0: person? <laughs> I mean, she was already pretty high up there.
1: What Bryce Dallas Howard yeah. was she? <laughs> I,
0: I I think I think you've always had a a, a little love affair with, with little bright with <laughs> little Miss Bryce.
1: I'm gonna tell you why that's not true. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: all right, fair enough.
1: All right, I'm gonna just figure out what the first film of hers that I really liked was. <laughs> hmm,
0: Lady in the Water.
1: That's not true. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Pete's Dragon remake. Well,
1: here's the thing is, like, in her, like, when she actually gets started acting, like, I mean, post-M. Night Shyamalan stuff, like, she just plays the terrible girlfriend. Right. Who's, like, naggy. And then, like, there's Jurassic World, and I don't care about humans
0: and that. Well, and there's, she got notif- notice in The Help, which is not a movie that holds up well. But
1: is not she also just playing a naggy yes. person? Yes, you're not wrong. Um, Pete's Dragon, I, you just reminded me she was here. Yeah, yeah. Like, so uh, I kind of like *Dog's Way Home* because it's a dog film. Great. Uh, well, no, *Rocketman* the first film of hers I really liked.
0: Okay, but here's the thing: I feel like whenever Bryce Dallas Howard gets brought up on this podcast, and listeners, I might be wrong, I feel like you're you are the first person to be like, "Ah, eh, she's fine." Like, eh... Yeah. She, like, you're you, like...
1: But you said I had a love affair with
0: this okay, actress. This is why I say this is because I feel like you're always the one that's like, no, she, d- you're being too harsh on Bryce, Josh. Yeah,
1: you're being too harsh on her. She's fine. feel the same way about her father, Ron. You're being too harsh. <laughs> it's
0: fine. The Howards are lovely people, yeah, okay?
1: I've heard really nice things about her in real life also. As have I. So, like, I've always just been like, no, we we can critique her performance. <laughs> but as a person, fine.
0: Well, I've never been against her as a person. I know, but
1: other people are.
0: Who? Just other podcasts. Name guys. them. Let's go. Li-
1: oh my gosh. Let's go.
0: Here we go. I'm making a list.
1: Josh, do not write on that. That is our official schedule.
0: <laughs> but I've already... It's
1: more official than my schedule. <laughs> my schedule has missing things on it.
0: Yeah, missing link. Oh my gosh. The film we covered that... Exists? Do you think more people watched *Missing Link* or *Hands of Stone*? What are you googling? Nothing. Oh. Um. While we're on performances of the movie, Taron Egerton, I think we both agree, did a great job in this movie. I, for some reason, I was never really on the. I think I was surprised in some way that he was cast in the role, but, like, as soon as it was announced, I was like, yeah, that makes a little bit of sense. Like, I think he's got that quality. And I guess from having seen Sing, I was like, he can sing. Like, it's a thing that he can do. Which, that brings me to, I really like the way that they approached the music of this movie and his performance in the music. By allowing him to actually sing and perform the songs, it allows them to be in endowed with character. allows them to be endowed with emotion. And I also love that he chooses to, he's like, I'm gonna be Elton John-esque. I'm not gonna totally just try to be an Elton John cover artist and do it as best I can. I'm gonna take some liberties with this and it's gonna be my character. It's gonna be my version of Elton John, which I think extrapolates to the whole movie itself. The movie itself doesn't bother with needing to stay near any sort of logical reality in terms of what actually happened it again is just considered this internal consistency of its characters so the musical performances are then really used to help enhance that and Taron Edgerton in particular I think does an excellent job as Elton John like at the end of the year I would He's not going to get any awards considerations because this movie came out in May. Wait, whoa, but, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Here's our hope. Here's our hope. Here's our hope. Yeah. A Golden Globe nom for musical or comedy. There you
0: go. That's our hope. That's our hope. That might happen. Yeah. And then maybe if, like, there's enough, like, momentum there, it can move forward into the Oscars. Who knows? This year's Oscar race is going to be weird. They moved it forward by almost a month. So... I love I love the dance in this movie and how what's really good about how they film this dance is as comparison to I want to say The Greatest Showman is going to be my comparison point here because the dance scenes in The Greatest Showman are Fine, they're not the worst things in the world, but they are edited to where it's really hard to, like, if I wanted to watch that movie and learn the choreography based upon nothing more than watching that movie, I would have to do a lot of still frame, a lot of stopping, because they're chopped, they're edited, we're not seeing it in long takes and long shots.
1: We got real dancers to do them, which is awesome when musicals do that, because sometimes they don't.
0: Which film? Here, what that film? What are you talking? Which film?
1: In Rocket Man. In Rocket, Rocket Man. Man, they yeah, have yeah. real dancers. In
0: Rocket Man, we are actually, and I'm not nothing against the dancers in Greatest Showman. I think for me, I think they do a great job. You can't see what they're doing.
1: No, because that film with those musical numbers, a lot of it feels like you're supposed. I'm gonna. I've seen it once. Here's what I remember. It feels like you're supposed to be so engulfed with everything else that's yes. happening that you're not supposed to focus on one ma- majestic part at a time. Yeah. There's so much happening in the frame that it's, like, supposed to be that chaotic, yep. like, We're in a sarcasm! Whoa! Yes, uh-huh, Ooh,
0: yeah. i a little dizzy Are You okay?
1: Yeah,
0: I'm fine. Whereas Rocketman, on comparison, they they lock off their camera. You get to see what's happening. Like especially in the two sequences in my brain that that come to that have a lot of dance and focus on them is um, Saturday, Saturday Night. nights Saturday Nights are right for fighting, which is this giant dance number through the streets of England. And then Hunky Cat, which is basically his rise to fame and his like buying all the clothes and all the stuff.
1: I also think their use of the music is brilliant to show those montages. Yes. Because, like, ooh, man, would they be boring there? But, like, now it's, like, that's a metaphor.
0: And that's, this is where I think it uses the art of musical, the style of musical, really well. This is why Dexter Fletcher's take on the film is really, really wonderful because it takes what would be a bland shopping montage or a bland getting in trouble in England montage, and it turns it into this really epic, exciting dance number and at the same time does he use the spectacle and the scale of it he also does the opposite of it for where rocket man comes into play because that's a motif that song is used throughout the entire film and when we finally see it it starts out very very small and it starts out very very secluded to help feel to help the audience feel what the character is feeling at the time. And then we transition by the end of that song into this huge, ginormous thing, um, which is his uh, L.A. Dodgers concert. And we're still... It's just... It's good use of the musical format to tell this story.
1: Okay, so Hands of Stone... Uh-huh. ...domestically made $4 million- <laughs> Almost four point seven. Okay, four great. Four point seven million. All right. Okay. Okay. And now I have to do Missing Link.
0: I think Missing Link got, got a little bit more than four. Not much. Maybe maybe they maxed at twenty.
1: Sixteen. Ah, there we go. Sixteen point five. But this yeah. does not have foreign.
0: Well, fair enough. We'll <laughs> just deal domestically. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. So
1: the answer is of course Missing Link.
0: Yeah. There you go. Perfect. What are the thoughts you got on Rocket Man?
1: So this is an Elton John, not an Elton, not factually an Elton John story, but I wonder if it's more of the Elton John emotional experience. Yes. Yeah. Um, which, you know, sometimes that's what we need, because let me tell you something, you told me the Tolkien story, Tolkien story, that's hecka boring. Yeah. Factually or not. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Yeah, yeah, put a little paprika in here.
0: Well, and again, I think that's just. There is some liberties that you can take with the fact that you're adapting Elton John's story as compared to J.R.R. Tolkien's story because of who they are as people and who they're. How they want or how their estate or whatever or whoever wants them to be portrayed.
1: Because I think that something with biopics that doesn't happen as often Uh that elton john is also still alive yeah which is a big difference because usually it's like we look back on people who have passed away um and who have had such an impact and everything and elton john has had a big impact but he is still alive uh his tour is still happening like he's still performing and everything this is his retirement tour but like in that sense of it. Like, we usually don't make those explorations. And so I wonder... I wonder how much he even...
0: So he is an executive producer on the film. Okay. Um, and he's has said that he was consulted on the film. But at the end of the day, he let them have freedom because he had talked to Dexter and Taryn and just basically their vision of well, what... Well, his the... homie's
1: not gonna yeah. Yeah, yeah, mess yeah, yeah. him up. Yeah, yeah, and I think that Elton John has also always been very honest about the struggles that he went through. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's also important because I do think that this movie does show to an extent what those struggles were and his, like his problems with addiction and everything. So I think that they do portray moments like that. Honestly, they portray the emotional impact of things. Honestly, even though not all of the segments are all the way correct and all the facts don't always line up, which is okay. I don't, if I wanted that, I would just freaking read Wikipedia pages all day long. But what this film does is that it puts you in that emotional experience, and you do feel the weight of celebrity mm-hmm. and everything on him.
0: You, f- Yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it. You're, you feel what it, this is like, whereas...
1: And it doesn't condemn the audience members, yep. which there are times... When I actually saw the trailer, I was like, oh man, is it going to condemn us for pushing him to this? And it doesn't. No. It condemns the music indur-
0: industry. industry. And in some ways, it condemns himself. himself. Mm-hmm. Because there's a statement that's in the trailer that I think is really important to the, the fundamentals of the fundamental themes of this movie and that's elton john gets some advice when he's a young performer that in order to be the person or you have to kill the person you were born to be in order to be the person you want to be and i think that is this one of the central themes and focuses of this movie and we see elton john killing the person that he was born to be in order to become the person that he wants to be. But within doing that, he loses the fact of who he wants to be and he loses who he is. And therefore, he's just going off of his public identity and until he can finally come around at some point to his personal identity again. And I think that's a really beautiful arc and I think that's why Elton John's story is so personal and is so personal yet universal at the same time i think anybody can look at this story and be like oh this is a guy struggling to find his place in the world and even though he's the most famous musician or the best-selling musician of his time that doesn't mean it's perfect that doesn't mean he knows who he is especially when as a society he has to keep a huge part of himself buried you know he can't be who he is in public. I mean, he is, like, he, he has that there, but he also then has to lie about his sexuality because of the era that he's performing in. And that's that's really rough. Something that we or I bagged on, I think both, but, like, I don't know I know, very vocal about, like, Bohemian Rhapsody and the issues with how it didn't address Freddie Mercury's sexuality. And it was basically, like, it was a thing that it was exist, and then he was kind of vilified for it at the end of the day this is the exact opposite of that. Not only does it address and deal with Elton John's sexuality, it deals with his struggle as as what it was like to be a closeted person in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and how that struggle really ate at him, and how he could, he what he tried to do to overcome it and stuff. And it's, I don't think it's really addressed in the most direct way always, but it is there. It's it's a fabric of this story, even though that like yes, his marriage, which in real life lasted three years, was done in about five minutes like that. That's all I needed. You know, but it is. That's all I was gonna <laughs> say. It's like it's all you needed. Like that moment when they're coming together and he sings "Someone Save My Life" today. That was the. F- that was like the first time I broke down in sobs because it was like. You just know that what he's looking for in this world isn't in this moment, and yet he's so trying to find connection to this person. It, it, his character motivations are really clear, and I know that I'm speaking about Elton John as a character, but that's what this movie is. It's a movie. It's about a person. It's about a. It's about a. It's about a, a, a person on this film who we're we gonna follow, and no. Yeah. There was a small bit of weird controversy that came up attached to this movie, not in a bad way, but in a, in a way that like somebody asked Taron Edgerton if he felt okay playing, if he felt that it was right for him to be playing a gay man, even though he was a straight man. Mm-hmm. And this question was asked of Taron Edgerton and Elton John, and they both basically gave the same answer, which is you shouldn't limit a person, whether they be, whether they be straight or gay. And that if they're, they're the right person for the role, then they're the right person for the role. And that, like, there shouldn't be a limit to what any person of sexuality can play. You shouldn't cast a character based on someone's sexuality. You
1: understand, you understand why that comes with controversy. Yes. It's not because of... It's because of the backhanded side Yes. of, like, there are actors who, after they have come out, their careers are not as... Prevalent. Yes, absolutely. And so that, I mean, that that's that's also just the backhanded side of it. And so, like, um, I think that that answer is very genuine and good. Yeah. However, the movie industry needs to also show that for the other. Agreed.
0: Side. Agreed as well. And I think that that's that's why I just wanted to address it is because I thought I felt like. It's an important issue to to bring up, even though this film I think handles it in. I I don't think there was a better person to play Elton John than Taron Egerton. I think that was the he was the right choice. Um, but there are choices that have been made with other films that that's an issue with.
1: Yeah. This is his second time playing a gay man. We've done it.
0: What was the first?
1: Guess. Figure it out, Josh. <laughs> Robin Hood! No. He is in love with Marion.
0: Oh. Yeah, Marion. It's a twin
1: movie? It's a twin crime movie. Is this legend? Yeah!
0: Look at me guessing things I haven't seen. It's
1: Karen Edgerton and Tom Holland.
0: Tom Hardy? Hardy, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Whoops. All the Brits are the okay, same. So you
0: brought up Tom Hardy, which reminded me th- of this thing. So this movie's been in development since
1: 2013. Was Tom
0: Hardy originally going to be Elton John? Tom Hardy was originally going to be Elton John. And they were, I'm Elton John! And they were originally going to do <laughs> it where he was going to lip sync over the top of it. Um, because Tom Hardy can't sing, and then because the movie spent in development for such a long time, Tom Hardy dropped out, and then Elton John-
1: Oh, Bernie! The fire
0: rises! Someone saved my life tonight! (laughs) So (laughs) then-
1: My name is Elton Hercules John!
0: <laughs> so then, after Tom Hardy was off the project, Elton John came in with his first suggestion of who he wanted to play himself. You want to you wanna, you wanna know who Elton... Th- th- Eminem! <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is a musician. <laughs> They're friends. It's a musician-actor. A musician Madonna! No. David! David Bowie. Yeah. No. It's, I mean, it's it's because it's the younger Elton. You got to think of it a little bit younger than Elton here. You're not wrong in the Eminem era of people. It's not Macklemore. rap. Uh, it's not rap. <laughs> Macklemore is a different era. What
1: era is Eminem? I don't Gosh, know. Help me out.
0: Like probably like Will Smith. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. But no. Um. I don't know. Two thousands ish. Billy Joel, Armstrong <laughs> You are correct, Justin Timberlake. Uh. Elton was like, Justin, this is who who I want. And then he met Taron and then we're all good. You got so sad when he was revealed to be Justin. Yeah. I just thought it made sense that Elton John was like, who should play me? Justin. No. Justin Timberlake. No, no, I'm with you that it's not a good choice. I'm just saying that like Elton John himself looks around the world and is like, Who's the most like me? Ah, yes, this young hot star here. My
1: answer is far better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Eminem. Uh,
1: what? Hey, I'm uh, Elton John. He'd <laughs> really get the anger.
0: <laughs> he would. He would indeed.
1: Well, that's the story we can tell in a few years from now.
0: There you go. <laughs>
1: Their friendship. Yep. Repri- uh, uh, Taryn will reprise his role. I'm on board. Who's gonna play Eminem? Macklemore. Oh, I was gonna go with Tom Holland. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's too he too short.
1: What? No, whoa Eminem's not a tall man. He's not. So we got it, we made it work.
0: I feel like, did we give Jamie Bell his due? Jamie Bell's really good in this movie. I don't know
1: why would we even talk about Jamie Bell. There's no reason to talk Jamie about Jamie Bell. Jamie is Bell is amazing.
0: You love Jamie Bell. I don't know what you're talking would about, Would you talk Josh? about Jamie Bell in this movie? I've already
1: said that I thought he was great, and then you said he only sings one song, and then we started talking about Price Dallas Howard. That's why I
0: was like, do you want to talk more about Jamie Bell? Jamie
1: Bell's great! Jamie yeah. Bell like, comes in. He's fun. You're like, you're having a great time. You know why this person's important. He's super cool with, like, everything about it. to John. Lee Hall continues to streak of writing characters for Jamie Bell to be super cool with his best friend being gay. Like, it's great. Good job, everyone. We did it.
0: And then he gets to the intro to Goodbye Yellow Brick Road.
1: Yeah. I'm still sad.
0: They've never fought. No. They've never had a fight. No,
1: Josh, I'm still sad at us about that. Because <laughs> I was uh, during trivia, I was like, I had the thing because that's what they do. They like make the sound of it, and I'm I was. Sorry. Like, and then you sing a different song, and I was like, "Oh, that's a different song. I don't know this song. I've heard it." It, they,
0: yeah. As soon as it played it, I was like, "Oh, they're similar-ish songs, but also, yeah." Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Oh, this was something else I was gonna say. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road is is. I don't have Elton John songs that I dislike, but it's one of the it's one of like the ones I'm like, cool. This is a song. It's never, like, emotionally really connected with me.
1: It's a story about him and his journey. It
0: is. And and what I was going to say is, like, with that... It's not
1: a story about our journey. No. We're not leaving safe. No, yeah.
0: It's that and, like... What say goodbye to there? Hollywood is um, how I feel. Honky Cat and that were two songs in particular that, like, I, I like but don't love. But I thought were used really well in this movie. Um, I think that they picked the really good songs to represent different elements of the thing, so, yes, that's why trivia that I missed, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, and I'm sorry, I couldn't, we, we, alright, we missed the clarinet version of, yeah, we gotta be specific, it wasn't like they were just playing Goodbye Yellow Brick Road and we missed it, there was a clarinet cover, and
1: it wasn't very good, it was like, boo, 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 boo. and then like that was the end of the clip we got and we were like what the heck Yeah, I pulled Disturbia by Rihanna because I good am pull. such a Rihanna fan
0: you are the biggest fan of Shia LaBeouf movies there is nope
1: just Honey Boy
0: just Honey Boy
1: I'm gonna call it now I'm gonna call my shot okay number top 20 of the year <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought you gonna be like I'm gonna call my shot number <laughs> 8 It's <laughs> gonna be my 8th favorite film of the year here it's we go it's going
1: turn out being terrible and I'm <laughs> gonna be like crap Number twenty, it
0: is. <laughs> uh, listeners, the other week on the podcast, when I said John Wick Chapter Three was my number one movie of the year, no worries, friends. It didn't stay there very long. No one was worried. No one was worried at all. would be worried. I don't know. There are two movies ahead of it now. It's been a it's been a good couple of weeks of the movies. You ready? You ready to see the Planet Hollywood game? Why Any other you, Josh? Because this I- is a
1: list that you have put off. Oh For a very long time Okay
0: Alright well here we go
1: I'm playing a Hollywood game everyone Give titles of different Wharf
0: movies Oh shoot Saving
1: Private Ryan
0: Uh Solid 17 71 Black Hawk Down
1: 1941 Wonder Woman Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of the thin red line. Oh, yeah. But all that, came to li- <laughs> all that was coming to life was the thin red line.
0: Dunkirk, Full Metal Jacket, Good Morning Vietnam. Wimbledon. Yeah, that war movie.
1: Battle of the Sexes.
0: Yeah. I don't know in that movie.
1: So? Troy.
0: The Imitation Morning, Game. Vietnam. Do you think the Imitation Game's in the wrong section? Uh-huh. Where does it where does it actually belong? It's a drama. Okay. Well, I just needed to fill out my war section. I don't have very many options down here right now.
1: I also don't think I don't I don't know if the boy in the striped pajamas should be there either. I haven't seen it.
0: You're probably right. <laughs> I just needed to fill out my section.
1: It just need to justify its existence.
0: Well no, I mean I could put it up in the dramas, but then it would just those are horrors. Dramas are over there now. <laughs> Those are the, spookies. <laughs> the spookies section. Oh, I gotta, I gotta move these. This is the spookies. <laughs>
1: well, no, that horror, and then just the spooky ones. Like you can put that over here, the spooky section after okay. the animation yeah.
0: section. All right, friends, if you want to join this conversation, and why wouldn't you? You can do so at Friend of a Friend Podcast at Squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Leave us a five-star review or any-star review, as well as hit that subscribe button. <laughs> You can also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast. You can find us on app uh, Twitter at D W T
1: underscore podcast. YouTube Stuff Butts Together. Watch together. Letterboxd. ACT and Kelly Letterboxed. Thank
0: you so much for listening. I've been Josh.
1: Quack, 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 quack,
0: quack, 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 quack. quack, quack.